0: Welcome to the Super Bowl Prediction episode of the 49ers Rush Podcast. I am your host, as always, John Chapman, and this is the last time that you will hear from me in my base in California. I am flying out to Miami bright and early tomorrow morning, and I'm going all the way across, baby. And, you know, a couple things that I do want to put out there. First off, one, thank you so much for joining me. We do have a competition today, and... You know, if you're listening live, that is obviously the best way to do that on YouTube, just so you can see the video and all that stuff. But uh, today, this has always been one of our best episodes of the week, every week. Uh, Keys to the games for both teams, uh, my prediction, what I think, my bet of the week, all those different things are going to be up here. But as always, the first person to guess the score of the Super Bowl correct, you will get a free 49ers Rush Podcast shirt sent your way. So. Um, For those of us joining in the chat, go ahead and throw up your score prediction. Now, you cannot put up five separate score predictions. Everybody gets one, and the very first score that comes across the feed uh, that is correct will get the t-shirt. And uh, yeah, so that's basically it. So if you guess the score correctly and you're the first one to do so, all these are time stamped, and it does bring in Twitch and Twitter and Periscope and YouTube and all those things. Now, if you are not one of the people listening live, that's okay. You stay. Still have an opportunity to win actually the last time we did this uh, nobody got it correct actually in the live feed despite <laughs> over you know, 500 people commenting on there that everybody got it wrong it was in the comment section after the broadcast had finished that the correct answer was there so uh, keep throwing up your score predictions and if you have a question at any point during this Make sure uh, you tag me, put at John Chapman, that way you can see it, because uh, I, I'm just telling you right now, uh, this is going to be a full show. And we're going to have a lot of people with us, and the view count's going to go up, and I need your help with that by hitting that uh, plus sign, the up arrow, the thumbs up, the heart, wherever it is you're listening, all the different formats. Please smash that like button and subscribe if this is your first time joining us. Um, you know, We've got a lot of great stuff going on, and you know, I looked back over the last two weeks, And we recorded 12 podcasts (laughs) within 14 days. And that's not even counting the film work over at the Patreon page, if you want to join us over there. Uh, That bumped it all the way up to 17. We did a lot of work these last two weeks, and why not? Uh, This is why we are fans. There's great things happening, and we need to enjoy all this stuff. So thank you guys all for the support, for constantly tuning in. Uh, You know, I get our teams in the Super Bowl, and that's awesome. But it doesn't seem, (laughs) I cannot put out enough content for everybody. And I think that's a great problem to have. Now, do make sure that even after the Super Bowl, that uh, this show continues. Uh, We kind of change into draft and all that kind of stuff. And Football 101 and a lot more film work. So stay with us for that. But if you are one of the lucky few that are heading down to Miami. Just rest assured we got you covered down there too. Uh, Again, like I said, I'm flying all day tomorrow. There will not be a show, but we will be broadcasting live Friday in South Beach, 4 to 7 p.m. That is Eastern Time Zone. So if you are back home in California, just make sure that you take three hours off that. It's going to be a little earlier than what we're used to, but uh, we're going to be at the Playwright Irish Pub on Friday. No cover. Uh, This is the exact same place that uh, Mike Florio, enemy of the show, and Chris Sims broadcast their show daily. So (laughs) we are pushing them out. We got in there. I don't know how. Nobody told them how small we were, but that's okay. Uh, So if you want to come out and enjoy a live broadcast, Live Q&A, a lot of fun, no cover. And it's an Irish pub. That's the playwright Irish pub in South Beach. Come join us out there Friday, and then Saturday. um, That is the one that you need tickets to. Frank Gore, greatness himself, is going to be joining us for pictures and autographs. And we still have tickets left, which I am very shocked of. Uh, But all you got to do follow the link in the description of this um, this show, and click on that. And if you use the promo code Rush R U S H on the promo uh, or on the link down there. It's half off general admission. It's five bucks (laughs) at the I Love 305 uh, Bar and Club. Going to be a blast. Uh, Again, we will be broadcasting live there Saturday for a Q&A as well. So uh, lots of stuff coming your way. We are not (laughs) – it's funny, you know. This is Wednesday. I'm still in Cali. I'm traveling across the country. But we still have so much stuff to put out. But – Usually this podcast is the last podcast we put out Uh, the keys to the game predictions and all that stuff. However, I wanted to make sure that this got the attention it deserved because this this podcast takes the longest to write. You know, we just finished the timeline podcast, which if you didn't listen, it's probably my favorite episode we did all year. Uh, it was a history, you know, going back through and figuring out how the 49ers got here. But, you know, the week in, week out, the prediction and keys to the game, it, going through so much film and box scores and figuring out, does this follow a trend? Does it not? How can this work out? And you've got to jump into your enemy's shoes, you know, and I break it down with what the Chiefs want to do. And what we want to do for both the offense and defense, and try to jump in their eyes and figure those things out. And, you know, we got got a couple questions here from the casual viewer. John, which 49ers do you see struggling versus the Chiefs? And it's interesting because you can tell where the stress points for both teams are going to be. Okay. So, you know, you look at the two biggest playmakers or. Um, match-up nightmares, okay, for both sides of the ball. For me personally, it's Tyrone Matthew, uh, the Honey Badger, and then it's Tyree Kill. And so I think it starts there, right? So if we want the 49ers to win and control this game, you have to take both those players, not necessarily out, but mitigate what it is they're trying to do. You know, Tyreek Hill, you could argue, is one of the fastest players in the NFL and just electric and all that kind of stuff, whatever. But who is going to be responsible with guarding him? And it's going to be a whole bunch of dudes because uh, I think Kaywon Williams is going to be guarding him the most. So if you are, like me, Predicting the 49ers to win the Super Bowl, Kwan Williams has to have a great game. We are going to be in the most nickel-heavy um, package for our defense as we have been all year. The Chiefs run so much four-wide uh, and five-wide empty sets. We're going to be a nickel nonstop. I doubt we do very much 4-3 uh, base at all. Usually... It's about 70%, 30%. So 70% nickel where you have five defensive backs. That's where the nickel comes from, the five defensive backs. You take out a linebacker. And then 30% of the game, uh, sometimes up to 50% of the game, depending on who you're playing, like Minnesota, uh, you're in 4-3 most of the time. However, the 49ers are going to be a nickel package probably 85 to 90% of this game kwan williams is probably going to get the most snaps of his entire season and if you want to know like here's what you're doing you're doing the matchups for each position you're like okay you can guarantee a few players have the best game of the year who do you pick i'm saying kwan williams if kwan williams balls out 49ers are winning this damn game he is one of the key players now Flip side of that, if K. Williams can't do the job against Tyreek Hill or, you know, Sammy Watkins or Miko Hardin, they've got a lot of burners in that territory that they'd like to put in the slot. Now, who's going to be the next man up at that spot? I think it's going to be Jawoski Tart, and I think it's going to be uh, Jimmy Ward. I, I think those three key defenders will play such a key role in stopping exactly what the Chiefs are trying to do, and that's get the ball in space to their freak athletes. And, again, it's like a freaking track team over there. The 49ers are built on speed. and The Chiefs are built on speed. The only difference is their quarterback's much more mobile than ours. You know, Patrick Mahomes ran a 4-8. I get it. He's not a burner, but he's very mobile. His short shuttle and his three cone were off the charts, uh, both above the 88 percentile of quarterbacks. Uh, His short shuttle, I think, was above the 97th percentile. So he's very shifty. um, And, obviously, speed everywhere. You're including Travis Kelsey in that, who, man, I think I might be in the majority here. I'm not too worried about Travis Kelsey. I think he's going to get his. He's obviously a chief part of this um, offense. You know, no pun intended there. Uh, sorry about that. But <laughs> um, I I don't think that even if he does get his, that is what's going to catapult the Chiefs into winning this game. It's not really a major concern. My concern is the gigantic explosives that you know with Tyreek Hill and things like that. That's what I'm concerned about on the offensive side. Now f- switch back over to the defense, and I know I'm all over the place, but I want to address this question because it, it's a good question. Tyrone Matthew is the heart and soul of this defense. Um, You know, The mouth of this defense is Frank Clark. That guy can't shut up to save his life. Um, And Frank Clark's a good player. Uh, He's a horrible human, which we've talked about. Uh, I'm going to throw that out there as much as I can. (laughs) He's a horrible human being. But Tyrone Matthew is the heart and soul of this team. Whenever the Tennessee Titans kind of were doing so many great things against this Chiefs defense in the first quarter, it all ended on a big play. Uh, I believe it was... To Corey Davis or AJ Brown, I don't remember whom. And it was a deep post route. And they got like 30 yards. And it was awesome. And then all of a sudden, Tyron Matthew comes up and just decleats this guy in the middle of the field. And at that point, the momentum shifted. It was over. That was like the, it was a huge play. It was an explosive play for the Titans. But it changed momentum and confidence for the Chiefs. You've got to keep, he's very similar to Richard Sherman in this defense. If you let him get involved, it's tricky, tricky. Now, the difference between Richard Sherman and Tyrone Matthew is Tyrone Matthew gives up a lot of big plays, but he, very similar to Sherman, when his plays, his plays matter. He, he delivers knockout blows momentum-wise and energy-wise. He's not one of those players that if you target him, you don't notice. You know where he is at all times, and so he's the player that you have to mitigate. Um. He's going to be all over the field, both sides of the defense, in the box, safety, manned up, zone. They're going to move him around like crazy, which he loves. I want us, and here's how I think we (laughs) counteract uh, the Honey Badger. Anytime he's in man, I want double motion like crazy. I want that dude running a damn marathon before this game's over pre-snap. I want him moving laterally, not up in uh, you know, towards the line of scrimmage. If he approaches the line of scrimmage, I want to see emotion, get him away from the box as much as possible, and try to force them to take Tyron Matthew out of man or out of man coverage. Keep him in zone. I am totally cool with that. Um, That's what I want to see here. Uh, From David, Uh, do you think that they play Dime to attack uh, Akello? Uh, I don't think if we go Dime, I don't think Akello's going to be the guy that's in there. In the past, when we have gone Dime, it's been Tarverius Moore, um, who is a great tackler and has insane speed. And So I think if they do that, I think what they'll do is they'll move, um, you know, they'll keep Joukowsky Tart back or um, uh, Jimmy Ward back and they'll put you know the the big 4-3-2 back-to-back 40 player out of Southern Miss in there. So I think if we go dime, I don't think it's going to be a Akella Witherspoon. I think it's going to be Tarvarius Moore and I would like to see that personally, but who are you going to take out? Sure as hell don't take out a defensive lineman like the Titans did. That didn't work. They tried rushing three and they just got burnt. You don't want to take one of the linebackers out, Fred Warner or Dre Greenlaw or Quan Alexander. You don't want to do that either. So I don't want to do dime. I want to stay in nickel almost all the time. Uh, I think that's where we have our strength. Kwan Williams, guys, I, I can't say this enough, and you're going to probably get tired of it. That's okay. K-Juan Williams is going to be the key to this defense, and I love it. Sergio, uh, keep it coming, John. We love you, bud. Right back at you, brother. Uh, I'm so excited to meet a lot of you guys. If you're coming out to the Super Bowl, whether you got tickets or not, I don't care. Uh, please come out. Let's have a beer, some tequila together. Let's have some fun. Uh, I, yes, I, I want this. I want to get to know you guys. So, um, anyway, uh, from drew love this question already, uh, just because I see Kermit the frog in the comments. I haven't even read the question, but I know it's going to be good. Uh, drew asks this, have you watched the chief super bowl interviews? Tyreek says he laughs at Mahomes during the huddle because he sounds like Kermit the frog. He does. There's no doubt about that. Um, the Geek Freak, John, did you know that Jimmy Ward was privately calling for Jimmy G uh, to be our quarterback before he made the trade? Uh, they have a history dating back to Eastern Illinois and Northern Illinois. Yeah, there's a lot of tie-ins you know, between Ward and Joukowsky-Tart, and then you throw in... You know Jimmy Garoppolo. It's a really small kind of connection between those three players, which is really, really awesome. Uh, Casual viewer, are you going to be broadcasting on YouTube during the game? No. I got a ticket to the game. I'm going to be at the game. I will be recording before the game, depending on how inebriated I get during the uh, (laughs) tailgating session. And then I will be broadcasting after the game, interviewing fans coming and going from the stadium, uh, just trying to bring the Super Bowl experience to you guys. So, Thank you for asking that. No, I'm not broadcasting during the game. However, if you don't follow us on um, Instagram, I strongly recommend you do that because I will be able to do a lot of live Instagram feeds and things like that. Just 49ers Rush Podcast, uh, you know, and Juan has been killing it over there running the Instagram machine. So just want to say thanks to him. He is is unbelievable. It's one of the funniest 49ers pages on there. He finds some of the best memes and jokes and uh, all that kind of stuff gives. It's amazing. So... David, John, do you think the Chiefs go four wide to force us to play dime? I don't think four wide makes us play dime. We don't have a problem um walking a safety up into the you know the second slot. Don't have an issue with that whatsoever, or moving uh Fred Warner or Drake Greenlaw out there as well, so not really worried about four wide. We're gonna see a lot of trips. We're going to see a lot of two by twos or four wide, um, you know, twins on both sides. We're going to see a lot of that and some empty set. But no, I we might do some dime, especially if it's a long thing. But we better not take any defensive lineman off the damn field. That would be an absolute mistake. Uh, You can't do that. And if you didn't learn from what the the Titans did, it, it didn't work. It did not work. Did not work at all, so I don't want to do that. So let's do this. Let's jump into, let's take a break from these questions. Let's talk about keys to the game for the offense, okay? And again, this is the 49ers offense and what needs to happen for us and what the Chiefs defense is wanting to do as well. So let's go through the 49ers and what they're going to try to establish Start it right off the game, okay? What the 49ers need to do to win is they need to run the damn ball, okay? Now, there's no secret you can look through the the whole year with what the 49ers have done in the run game. It's, it's, it's crazy. They have the second most rushing attempts in the NFL, second most ra- yards, first most touchdowns, and they average 4.6 yards per carry. Now, if you flip to the other side and the way in which the Kansas City defense has fared against this run, it hasn't done well. The 26th most yards they have given up um 14 rushing touchdowns and they average a five yards per carry now what the chiefs game plan is and we're jumping ahead a little bit here they want to outscore you and get such a big lead that you leave the run game Kyle Shanahan can't do that cannot do that you've got to run the ball I want Raheem Mostert to get 20 plus carries um, that's my magic number if, if Raheem Mostert and again not total rushes I want Mostert we saw what this kid can do 220 yards and four touchdowns on the ground versus the Packers and this run defense is worse it's worse than the Packers it, you can run the ball easily against them, and for the people out there that are saying, "Yeah, but Derrick Henry," if you didn't listen to the previous episodes this week, here's the deal: Derrick Henry had 80 plus yards in the first half; everything was great. He only got four carries in the second half, and they were all in the first drive. After that, he didn't get one carry from halfway through the third quarter through the fourth quarter. They completely abandoned the run. You can't do that. Uh, now we're not near as one dimensional as the Tennessee Titans are. And while we do not throw the ball very often, the 49ers, they don't throw the ball a lot. You know, you look at pass attempts, they are 29th. We throw the third fewest passes in the NFL, the 49ers do. But here's the deal. You look at how efficient they are when they throw the ball. We are third in the NFL. We have our 7.4 yards per pass attempt. So while we don't throw it often, when we do throw it, we are the best in the NFL. We are so good, in fact, we are better <laughs> We are better than the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, you look at the yards per passing attempt of Jimmy Garoppolo versus Patrick Mahomes. Guess what? Jimmy Garoppolo averages .1 yards more per pass attempt than the great Patrick Mahomes. And I'm not trying to take a slight at Mahomes. What I'm trying to establish is, look, 49ers want to run the ball, and when they do throw the ball, they're as explosive as any team in the NFL. Jimmy Garoppolo leads the entire NFL in deep ball passing completion percentage just at uh, just over 70%. Now, he doesn't throw it deep often. We just established that. But when he does, he makes it count. So you got to run the ball, and I want Raheem Mostert out there. I, 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 Tevin Coleman, I don't mind getting some snaps. Matt Breida, I don't think he's going to get any snaps, um, especially if Tevin Coleman is healthy. But this is going to be the Raheem Mostert show. I really do believe that. He is, he, he's playing some special ball right now. Now, I want. here's the play-calling standpoint and what I think is very, very important for the 49ers offense. I want a lot of play action passing on early downs early in the game. I want a lot of runs on third downs and second and long situations. I I want us to go against the script and stay unpredictable. I love first down passes. I love third down runs. You know, if you go back to the NFC Championship game, the very first third and eight, what do they do? They just run a trap play in the middle of the field and you get a 38-yard touchdown. Now, obviously, I don't think that's going to happen over and over again. It's very unprecedented. But whenever you do some of those runs on third down against a defense like this, they're going to be gaping holes because what they want to do with their defensive linemen is just penetrate straight up field, which creates not only horizontal... Uh, offensive gaps and run things but also vertical because what they do is they stretch their own defensive line out because what you want to do is you want to have your entire defense uh, kind of horizontal with each other but what happens is you get Chris Jones and you get Frank Clark shooting off the edges and whatever else so now you can sidestep guys and this just creates massive holes to run through on passing situations whenever they're trying to get to their pass rush um, so I think that you take advantage of the over aggressive Chris uh, Jones I think you take advantage over the the over-aggressive Frank uh, Clark, and I, I think that there's a lot of opportunities there. Now, also, because this defense is just so full tilt all the damn time, they have so many damn penalties, so many penalties that I think this is going to play a key role. Uh, the Chiefs have 61 total defensive penalties in the year. They lead the entire NFL um, with 23 defensive holding calls. Uh, they don't mind leaving their corners on an island, even though they're not good. Uh, They play very physical, and they they struggle versus double moves. So that's why I want, you know, they're going to try to load the box and make the 49ers throw the ball. That's what they want to do. So here's what I want to do early. I want play action, quick double moves. Early on, try to get some penalties, get them frustrated. This is a type of team and defense. You know, Andy Reid is the ultimate players coach. He is not strict or whatever else. He just lets the players do whatever they want to do on and off the field. He's always been that way. Um, Go back to guys like T.O., Michael Vick. uh, Shoot, who, who is that? Riley Cooper, I think his name was, that moron wide receiver. Like, so this is a team with the personalities they have on defense, If they get down now and you can turn them against each other, they bark a lot. You go back to that game whenever they were playing the Texans, they start turning and yapping at each other, and this 49ers offense has a way of getting underneath people's skins because they want to hit nonstop. George Kittle, he's going to bring it, and I want to see George Kittle on Frank Clark as much as possible, chipping, uh, just getting that extra little elbow, and just yapping in his ear because I'm telling you right now, there's going to be a lot of penalties on this Chiefs defense, whether it's defensive holding calls, pass interference, and also defensive offsides. They jump offsides like crazy. Um, you, you go back to the AFC Championship game last year, the Chiefs versus um, the Chiefs versus the the Patriots, and they go on and win the Super Bowl, right? And you have the huge play where they get the interception. You know, the Chiefs get the interception. It seems like they are just going to win um, everything, right? Wrong. They don't. Because here's what happens um, it's an offsides call against D Ford. But those aren't things that have happened this year since D Ford joined the 49ers. This is a system problem for the Kansas City Chiefs just because they don't play <laughs> great defense. Uh, they really, really don't. It's bad defense, and they're not coached very well. And If you look at, guess what? D Ford has two penalties on the year. Two. Two. So to put things in perspective again, uh, the Patriots, are sorry, the Chiefs have over 61 defensive penalties. The 49ers have 45. Forty-five. That's an extra. They have averaged an extra penalty per game because they just are not disciplined. So I think that we're going to see that again. A lot of offsides, defensive holding, pass interference calls, things like that. So, let's jump to the other side now. What do the Chiefs defense need to do to win this game? And you've got again, Tyron Matthew is the key. He is the absolute key on there and early turnovers and three and outs. The Chiefs have to force the 49ers to early three and outs. Early penalties. Now, you look at what the 49ers offense has done. They're, you know, they're converting 45% of their first downs. They're top five in the NFL, and you've got to get them off the field early because if the 49ers jump out to a lead in this game, 49ers are not the Titans. The 49ers are not the Texans. We are a complete team, and if they get a lead, it's going to be hard to fight back so the te- uh, so the, the chiefs need to keep this a game early and the way that they could do that is by forcing three and outs early and turnovers early um i really do think that if the 49ers jump out to you know a two touchdown lead or something like that which we have seen them do um i think that this chief offense is great and can put up points i really do think that they can but the problem is the Kansas City Chiefs defense can they uh, finally get stops against uh, you know a rolling, comfortable 49ers team that's established the run with a lead. I don't think that they can. So that's what's going to have to happen there. Now, let's do uh, my bet of the week real quick, and then we'll jump over to the other side of the ball and we'll break that down. Here we go. And again, make sure you guys are putting in your uh, what you think the score is going to be in the game because whoever the first person, everybody gets one guess, so don't throw up five scores. I'll ignore after the first guess. Whoever gets the score correct to the Super Bowl, I'm going to send you a t-shirt on me, 49ers Rush Podcast t-shirt. So please put your score prediction in the comments if you have not done already. Again, the first correct answer is the one that wins. And we are going live uh, comments first, and then we will move on to comments on YouTube after that. So here is my bet of the week. And as always, we bet with mybookie.ag, the number one sports bet uh, book online. Uh, you bet, you win, you get paid. Very, very simple. And if you use the promo code for 49ers, 490 ers. They double your initial deposit. There is a rollover, so please be mindful of that. But here's my bet. We've, we, If you're one of those people that wants to bet a lot, go back, listen to the episodes. We've done a different bet every episode. We've got a bunch of them in this Super Bowl, and it makes it fun. Um, here's my bet today. It is in, you click on Super Bowl lots. This is the comparison, players comparison props. I am taking Raheem Mostert to have more rush yards than Williams. Okay, the Chiefs lead running back. Now, obviously, everybody's like saying, duh. Well, here's the thing. Williams is getting spotted 28 and a half yards against Mostert. So Mostert's obviously favored. I'm betting 10 to win 1870. Um, I don't care if that was 40 yards. I'm telling you this right now. I do not believe... The Kansas City Chiefs will be able to run the ball versus this 49ers defense, and I believe that Raheem Moster is about to break some Super Bowl records on the ground. It, it, the only issue that has happened all year with the rushing game of the 49ers is we never know which running back is going to get the majority of the work because Kyle Shanahan just, he changes it up, who fits that week, all that stuff. I'm telling you right now, there's not a question on which running backs going to get the work? Because one, Tevin Coleman's not healthy. Brita's in the doghouse. He couldn't get the ball with 20-point lead uh, in the fourth quarter. Kyle Shanahan called a timeout when they tried to put Breda in there. It would not allow it to happen. This is the Raheem Mostert Show. And if you want to know how Kyle Shanahan's brain works, the fact that he can turn an undrafted free agent into a possible Super Bowl MVP, and yes, one of our former bets was Raheem Mostert to be the Super Bowl MVP. Still great odds on that one. You can bet that on my bookie. I am taking Mostert to have over 28 and half yards more than Damian Williams. Um, and I don't think it's going to be close. I feel very confident about this bet. Um, they're going to have to run the ball if they're going to win. Now, if if somebody comes back and says, man, you were confident about this, it didn't happen, then I'm going to say, guess what? Man, if the Chiefs find a way to establish the run against this 49ers defense, then that's going to be red flags everywhere. Uh, now, this Chiefs team is good. I'm not trying to say they're not. And, yeah, I do think the 49ers will win, but it's close. And, you know, the the betting spreads are changing. It, it's backed off a half point and a point on some. It was up to two, jumped up, tilted at two and a half on some spots, then fell down to two. Now the Chiefs are favored by one and a half or one point on different things. This is a coin toss game. Anybody can win this game. It, it's not the media wants you to feel. Um, how do I say this? Uh, the media wants you to feel like, oh, it's Patrick Mahomes and the stars and all that stuff. No, that's not what it is. It's not what it is. And it's very easy to look at that and be like, yeah, that's fine. But it, it, it's so much more. There's such a, Football is amazing because it's the ultimate team sport. That's what makes it so special. Um, from Mr. Miller, uh, John, why does everybody talk about Mahomes running? Um, he had 218 yards for the season. Uh, in 14 games, he averaged 5 yards per rush, only 15 per game. Why would we be afraid we aren't rushing 3? Two things, you're correct. We are rushing much more than that. However, if we look at what Patrick Mahomes has done um, towards the end of the season, he's kind of turned it on. Uh, you know, Patrick Mahomes, you're right. He doesn't run a lot, and he hates contact. You go through all the film, um, yeah, he does not like contact. But if you look at his rushing stats the last two weeks, right, eight rushes 53, um, seven rushes 53, seven rushes 21. That's his last three games. He is. He can get third-down conversions, and that's probably the one thing that the Chiefs are better at than anybody else in the NFL. They lead the NFL in third-down uh, conversion rates. And that is what the Chiefs are going to have to do to win. So let's jump over to the defense. It's a great question. What do what does the Chiefs offense have to do in order to get this victory? Um, and, and here's the deal. they got to dominate third downs. That's what they've done all year. They're the best in the NFL in third down conversion rates. They're at 47%. You know, the 49ers in top five were at 45%, so you can see how close it is. But... The 49ers defense is the second best in the NFL. at stopping third down conversions with only 33% conversion rate allowed. So there's a huge gap there. It's about 15%, a little less than that. But that is key. Can the 49ers keep this defense and be able to get Patrick Mahomes and the offense off the field on third down? Or is Patrick Mahomes going to be able to scramble? It's not about yards. It's about first downs and be able to get in a position that they can be in uh, the red zone. That's huge. And, you know, one of the other things that the Chiefs offense is going to have to do, they can't kick field goals. They're going to have to score touchdowns because it, the way the Chiefs win this is if it's a shootout. Now, even if it is a shootout, I think the 49ers can win. We saw that with the Saints. But the Chiefs want this to be a 45-41 game. I don't think the 49ers defense is going to allow that to happen. Um, Third downs are going to be key. So the Chiefs are going to have to convert on a lot of third downs and kind of keep pace and have long, sustained drives. And they're going to have to get Mahomes out of the pocket and keep them clean. Uh, You know, if, if the 49ers don't get pressure early, which I do think that they will, that's going to force the 49ers to bring the blitz. When you blitz Patrick Mahomes, things go bad. He has not thrown an interception against the Blitz all year. He uh, has the highest NFL quarterback rating in the NFL versus the Blitz with a 117.2. Uh, you can't blitz him. Now, once or twice a game, maybe you know get up to that 5-7 to seven range blitzes, that's fine. But if you can get pressure versus Patrick Mahomes with four guys, that is what the 49ers are going to do. So uh, what the Chiefs are going to do, they're going to move the pocket, and they're going to max protect. And they're going to do lots of things, quick passing, and a lot of success against the 49ers defense, quick passing, and getting quarterbacks out of the pocket. So that's there's no doubt that's going to be their game plan. And the, the thing that's going to stop them is this. You know, let's let's switch sides. Let's talk about the 49ers defense and what their goals are. You got to hit Patrick Mahomes. You got to hit him. It's not so much about sacks. It's not so much um, about stopping his rushing attack. Patrick Mahomes never wants to get hit ever. He slides, he goes out of bounds, he falls away. He hates contact. He was that way in college at Texas Tech. He doesn't like to be hit. So what you've got to do is make sure he pays a price. One, you've got to get pressure, and sacks are important. We've got to have three sacks minimum, and I think that is doable against this team. Get sacks. You want to go back and see the film, on every Patrick Mahomes sack, um, you know this year. And go back two episodes, and I, I believe it's titled um, "How to How to Attack Patrick Mahomes." And I put the film up there from uh, you know, and you can see the coach's film on every single sack this year. He's been sacked seventeen times. You got to hit him. Now it, this is the best defensive line he has seen all year. Obviously, 49ers have the best defensive line in the NFL. And again, you know, ESPN stats and info. I think I said this earlier. The, last, the 49ers are the seventh team to make it to the Super Bowl with more than 55 sacks. Okay, we have 57. So of the previous six teams that had that many sacks or more, they went 6-0 and in the Super Bowl. The 49ers will be the seventh team to do that. You have to get pressure. That's what got you there. Now you got to do it. Um, D Ford playing against his old team. Man, I love his outside speed and pressure. That's going to be key. I want to see D Ford on the defensive right side much more than <laughs> the defensive left side where he usually plays. Because Eric Fisher, the starting left tackle, he is very susceptible against the speed game. And that's where I want to see. Now, the right tackle, who you could argue is one of the best, if not the best right tackle in the NFL, Swartz. I want Nick Bosa and Eric Armstead taking terms on him. Um, He hasn't given up a sack all year. That's a rough one. If you want to get sacks on this defense, you do it with speed on the outside, and there's a lot of success on the interior offensive line for the Chiefs. Both guards in the center, you can get both of them. That's where I want to see it. I want to see Bosa lined up over the guard. I want to see stunts. I want to see DeForest Buckner just freaking stacked shed. Uh, I want to see Eric Armstead lining up inside. That's what I want to see. Um, and, again, hit Mahomes and make him uncomfortable. Anytime he has the ball in his hand for over three seconds, he has to pay. And what I mean by that is you got to hit him. Got to hit him. Second key point, stop the screen and jet sweep game. Uh, they want to get the ball in the hands of their speed track athletes in space. Don't let them do that. So Tyreek Hill, most important there. The way you do that, Kwan Williams, Tchaikovsky Tart, Jimmy Ward. Those are the three key players, three key players in this. Also make sure, <laughs> I guarantee you this, at some point in this game, you are going to have Richard Sherman versus Tyreek Hill. Neither one of them ever shut up. <laughs> they don't ever stop talking. Uh, both are at the top of their game at their respective positions. I want to see join back and forth because when Richard Sherman talks, he plays much better. Um, it's like extra fuel for his soul, <laughs> if you will. Uh, so that's kind of what I want to see there. Now, um, before I get to my score predictions and all those things, I do want to take just a quick second to thank our sponsor. Again, you guys know what's coming. Here we go. Bluechew.com, baby. Uh, <laughs> uh, love it. Uh, Bluechew.com. Uh, love these guys. They've supported us great. And all you got to do is head over there to their websites, Blue Like the Pill. Use promo code 49ERS. And it's the same active ingredient that is found in Viagra and Cialis. So if you need a little boost, they got you. Plus, the best thing about blue chew is it's completely discreet answer a couple questions online they send it to you in a package um you know discreet package at home you don't have to worry about who's checking the mail you don't have to worry about an awkward interview with a doctor that you don't know and all that stuff just do it all online very very easy um anyway bluechew.com use promo code 49ers and we will uh, they'll take care of you awesome 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 Website over there. Uh, I'm seeing I'm getting some uh, grief because of my Frank Clark uh, thing. Hey, man, I tell you what, if you don't like me talking about Frank Clark and Tyreek Hill hurting women and children, why don't you start a Tyreek Hill babysitting service? Um, And and here's the thing you know, I've got a friend that knew Tyreek Hill and all that stuff. That's fine. Uh, He might be the best human being ever. Okay, that's awesome. Go ahead and see if he'll watch your kid. See if you'd be fine with him watching your child. Uh, go listen to those tapes. Go read those police records. Go listen to the witness accounts. That's fine. I, You could say I'm standing on my high horse. Don't care. Uh, I am a person that has chosen to teach with my life to help lower income kids, kind of get out of poverty. I'm a foster adoptive parent. That's more important to me than the 49ers. So if you don't like me calling out people that abuse pregnant women and children, both of those did those, both those things, uh, that's fine. Hit that down arrow, whatever. Talk trash. Don't care. Um, I believe in <laughs> helping human beings, and I don't care if you catch a ball well or if you're good against the rud. If you're a terrible human being, it's all for naught. Uh, the 49ers cut Ruben Foster for a reason. And I am so glad um, we are not the team that are trading for repeat offenders and domestic violence and giving contract extensions to people that are uh, <laughs> repeat offenders. So if that bothers you, this is my podcast, please exit door left. Um, I'd love to have this conversation with you about whatever else. It's just what it is. Uh, I do not like people that hurt women and children. That's simple. <laughs> um, anyway, love you guys. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. I apologize. Let's get back to football. Here we go. Now, here we go. Predictions for my score. This is what I got. So if I get the score correct, I haven't seen the score uh, put anywhere on here for what I'm going to say. I could be wrong. So I get a t-shirt if I get it right. Uh, here we go. 49ers win, baby. Shocker. <laughs> and here is how it happens. The 49ers go into the um, fourth quarter. where within the two-minute drill, and the Chiefs are behind. They're behind by four points, and they can't kick a field goal so what they're going to have to do is throw the ball right and i think we get an interception to end the game and then kneel the ball out the final seconds of the game and here is my score 28 to 24 49ers does not cover the over it stays just under that's um and here's what i think is special though my defensive mvp kwan williams i i think he's going to crush it i think he's going to crush it I really really do. Kwan Williams has this. If he has a great game, 49ers win, period. Also Raheem Mostert on the other side, I think he gets 223 carries for 100 plus yards, and I expect to be see some fighting and some jawing and a lot of penalty flags in this Super Bowl uh, between Tyreek Hill and Richard Sherman. I am so pumped about this. This has how do I said this? This has the makings to be one of the greatest Super Bowls of all time. It really really does. And, you know, you look at what happened last year with that 10-3 to 3 freaking or 13-3 to 3 just boring game, whatever. This ain't going to be that. That was the most boring Super Bowl, and I love defense. It was just boring. This is going to be a blast. Obviously, I'm going to be there, so that helps a lot. But again, 28-24, to 24, interception for the defense on the last drive, uh, three-plus sacks for the 49ers defense, and I'm saying over 160 total rush yards for the 49ers as well. Um, it's going to be a blast. Thank you guys so much for joining me. Please hit that like button. And again, if you're coming to um, what's it called, South Beach, Please join us Friday at the Playwright Irish Pub from 4 to 7 p.m. And then on Saturday, almost all day starting at noon, we're going to be at I Love 305. That's Pitbull's uh, Club. It's going to be a blast. Frank the Tank is going to come join us for pictures and autographs. And if you want to join us there, you have to buy tickets, okay? And now if you use the promo code, I've knocked almost the entire price off. Uh, I'm not I'm not making money on it, but um, I don't want you guys paid either. I want it just to be an absolute blast. We had to pay so much money to get out there and go to the game. I just want us to enjoy each other's company. And if you're in Miami, please come up and introduce yourself. I would love to get to know all of you guys personally and have a good time. And this is going to be a party weekend. So uh, thank you guys so much for all the support. Again, tomorrow I will not be broadcasting live because I'm flying. Um, But Thursday uh, we will be back up. We'll have a live Q&A, which is going to be a little different format, but it's going to be a lot of fun. So uh, thank you guys so much for all the support. And if you have any questions, comments, or concerns, Twitter is always the best place to reach out to me at jailchatman. And until next time, we got a day off from the 49ers Rush podcast. Stay strong, faithful.
1: You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator